We would like to thank our sponsor, Island Savings. Island Savings, a division of member-owned cooperative First West Credit Union, provides banking, borrowing, and investment services for residents and businesses across Vancouver Island and the Southern Gulf Islands. Island Savings brings innovative products, an extensive branch network, and local decision-making to the banking experience. Uh, hello, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of Business Matters Victoria, presented by Island Savings, a division of First Rest Credit Union. Had some technical issues getting started, but we're here. Um, my name is Rob Capello. I'll be your host. Um, we'll be hosting these throughout the month. So we're excited to have two amazing guests today. We had some, again, some te technical issues getting, getting everybody on, but um, we're excited to welcome Kendall Gross, President at Island Savings, and Avery Broman, CEO at the Victoria Hospitals Foundation. Kendall, Avery, thank you for joining me this morning. Oh, thanks, Rob. It's great to be here. It is great to be here. Thank you. And this is our first uh, Business Matters in Victoria. So excited to be joined by two leaders, um, you know, uh, you know, two pillars in the Victoria community. And we want to talk today about challenges and opportunities faced in our community. Because, um, you know, I always like to look at the positive side as well. We always have challenges, but there's opportunities out there as well. So, so let's jump in, Avery. I'm going to, I'm going to get you, I'm going to get started with you. Um, sure. I'm sure most people in Victoria have heard of Victoria Hospitals Foundation. So, but Maybe some might know, not know exactly what you guys do. So can you tell us a little bit about the organization, what you do, and, and a little bit about the roots in the Victoria community with the foundation? Absolutely. Thank you for the opportunity to share. Um, so the Victoria Hospitals Foundation, we have deep roots in the community, actually. Since 1989, our foundation has raised over $193 million through donor support for three hospitals. That's Royal Jubilee, Victoria General, and Gorge Road. So Jubilee and Victoria General, they're the referral sites for the island, meaning everyone needs them 24 seven. And 40% of the equipment in those hospitals is actually donor funded. And a lot of people don't know that. No. And really I'm, I'm, I continue to share the message that the strongest hospitals across Canada have the strongest philanthropy. And we have an incredible donor community here, Island Savings, of course, um, included in that donor community that helps accelerate the advancements that we need in our hospitals. You know, our island is growing, it's getting bigger, and we can't just rely on government support. So our donors step in in many different ways and support our hospitals through philanthropy. That That's amazing. But, but stats that most people maybe don't know, like you said, mm -hmm. so that's awesome. Thanks for sharing. I'm, I'm curious, actually, um, Avery, just the Coles notes, because I know we, we it, what what led you to Victoria and the foundation? I always like I always love the journey and and how like how it came about where you, you, you've you've landed on the island and uh, with the foundation. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. So personally, I've I've actually had a career in philanthropy for almost 20 years. Um, I moved to Victoria about five years ago for this job. Um, I couldn't believe the opportunity that presented in front of me. Not only was I able to give back to hospitals, and that's a that's a journey that I um, care deeply about from a personal standpoint, but also now I live in the most beautiful city in Canada. So it was a win-win um, for me. And I have to say that just um, joining this community as a visitor on our lands has been um, 
a, a profound opportunity that I deeply appreciate and um, getting to know this community uh, in a personal way, not only just with our individual donors, but our community donors through companies, you know, being able to lean on the businesses that help our hospitals, you know, everyone in this community needs our hospitals. And yeah. I wanted to work for a cause that actually impacted everyone. And there's not one person that may not need our hospital today, for example. And that that feels really good working at an organization in a community where people know that. That's amazing. Well, thank you for sharing that. Kendall, nice to see you again. Thank you for waiting you. patiently. Um, can you maybe tell us a little bit about the mission of Island Savings, some of the you know services you provide and how the, or how, how the organization has been part of the Victoria community as well? Yeah, absolutely, Rob. Um, I, I just to point one thing I want to say that forty yeah. percent number is stunning. When I when Honestly. it's amazing yeah. what the Hospitals Foundation does. Um, Island Savings for for those of you that are unfamiliar with Island Savings, we are um, a division of First West Credit Union, and we are an, a member-owned financial cooperative. And our history on the island here is over seventy years. I actually were pushing towards that seventy-five-year history oh. on the island. You know what, Rob? We are. Um, no different than any other financial institution from one perspective, and that is that we offer those same products and services and, and uh, uh, planning and advice that any other financial institution in the country does. But I like to say that we work big and react local. And what I mean by that is we are, you know, we are able to provide investment advice, uh, credit advice, banking advice to retail personal members, small businesses, commercial banking members. But we also pride ourselves on the fact that we are really, truly local. We have a very uh, structured local decision-making process. I have a leadership team here on the island, and all the decisions for our members, for our branches, for our communities, they happen right here on the island. I think that makes us a little bit different. Yeah. We serve almost 100,000 British Columbians here on Vancouver Island and on Salt Spring Island. So, you know, we're really about investing in people, and we're really about investing in our communities. That's amazing. That's amazing. Thanks for sharing. Um, Kendall, I'm curious that you have a background in financial services and banking. So what attracted you to Island Savings? Because I know you, I, I think you were one of the, we were not going to mention them, but we're one of the other banks. Um, but you came over to Island Savings. What attracted you to that? Yeah, so career banker. I've been, I've been in the industry for over 30 years now. Um, you know, I first started with, uh, with Island Savings, or actually our uh, sister division, Valley First, in the Okanagan. Okay. Um, and what really attracted me was the um, involvement with the communities and the values that I just saw that the organization lived by. So about 10 years ago, I joined uh, Valley First, um, but just four and a half years ago now, I was fortunate enough to get to the island and be in this role here. Love Vancouver Island. My wife and I, personally, when we first uh, were married, we were living in Victoria. So it's always been our goal to to come back to the island. So I really think I'm fortunate, Rob, that I've been able to uh, to join such an amazing company, such a values-driven company, but also have my way back here to the island. So that's the takeaway already. Avery and Kendall, they're <laughs> fortunate. They love that they're on the island. I got that <laughs> loud and clear. Very <laughs> special place for sure. <laughs> um, Avery, could, well, obviously, you know, we have two amazing, amazing organizations on today with Island Savings and Victoria Hospital Foundation. Can you, can you talk a little bit about that relationship, what it looks like, and if there's any specific initiatives or partnerships that maybe showcase that connection you mentioned sort of the, a, a little bit mm -hmm. in your, your your opening as well. Can you talk a little bit about the, what the connection is there? 
Well, we have a true partnership in every sense of the word with Island Savings. It feels like two families came together truly. Um, and I can't say that for everyone, but we've we've really, you know, Island Savings is is now in our DNA. And I think I can speak on behalf of Island Savings that we're part of their culture too. And that is really, really important when you are making great impact together. Um, not only do we share the same values, but um, we can lean on each other. So for over 30 years, actually, Island Savings has been supporting our hospitals and our foundation through events. Um, we have signature galas. We do a lot of things to raise money. And along the way, you know, corporate sponsorships certainly help. But I'd say that we've really deepened our roots. Um, since uh, Kendall came to the island, um, we've been working together on larger initiatives. Right. One in particular, um, actually when, when we were deep in the pandemic and we were seeing a mental health crisis in our hospitals, especially as it relates to toxic drug supply, addictions, mental health, um, we leaned on Kendall to help us um, expand a unit in our hospital at Royal Jubilee Hospital. And he said yes. And since then, um, we've been embarking in larger partnerships where um, they're strategic in nature as well. Uh, you know, as I mentioned, 40% of the hospital equipment is funded by donors, but we also fund research, special projects, education initiatives. And that was something that Kendall and I really got involved with together, where um, Kendall and his team said, we want to help but how can we help in a very meaningful way? So for example, um, there was a, a, a significant pledge of $120,000 that supported our uh, mental health initiative. But Kendall's team also said, how can we also help the staff working right now? Because they're having a hard time. Staff retention, as you know, I think everyone knows is, is a significant challenge that we're experiencing. And I think about five times in the year that we launched this campaign together, Kendall and team were at our hospitals with coffee, cinnamon buns, gift cards, um, awarding heroes, creating partnerships that um, staff could recognize each other and win a potential prize. Like it was so much more than just a check exchange, truly. And um, that's just one example of how we work together in a very dynamic way. Um, and recently, we've just um, announced another partnership, a $90,000 partnership that's including a child life program. So children that are in our hospitals that need some toys or activities that they can draw on when they're having a really tough time, you know, laying in bed and healing. Kendall and his team are behind that initiative too. So it's going above and beyond the equipment scope that we that we truly rely on. And um, I, I just, I couldn't be more grateful for the, the connection that we have with Island Savings and just the ability to talk through something to make sure that the partnership matters for both the patients and the caregivers that work in our hospital, but Kendall and his team um, making sure it aligns with their values too. So Kendall, it's just a joy working with you and, and thank you always for answering my call. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's in, in its talk about partnership in its truest sense, right? Like that, mm -hmm. that it's not just lip service. It's a yeah. true partnership and it I really think is amazing. And and I'm sure you could go on and on about areas where the partnership has sort of grown. So Kendall, if you if we maybe uh expand on that. So you have this amazing partnership from and obviously, you know, your you know, you report back to your members. So from a perspective, what what's important to your members in Victoria? What are you hearing from them? What are the challenges you're hearing from your members and how does it align with this, you know, when you're looking at partnerships like this? Well, you know what? Um I think if I 
would, would answer that, I would, you know, I would want to tell you why community is so important to Island Savings. And, and you know, we, as I just mentioned earlier, we are a member of a financial cooperative. So at a, at a, you know, at a foundational level, that means that we have a responsibility to be really good stewards of our members' money. Right. And, and a big piece of that is ensuring that we are supporting causes and organizations like the Hospitals Foundation that are in our members' backyards and maybe more to the point are really, really important to them. So, you know, Avery touched on a lot of great points. I really appreciate that. Like when we invest in the community, for us, it goes way beyond just that cutting that check. Right. We want to be a true partner and we want to help build up organizations like the Hospitals Foundation that we align ourselves to. So for sure, monetary support is a big part of that. But it's also about volunteers and it's also about finding really unique and creative ways for our uh, our organizations to work together, to, to team together. I think community also um, stems beyond nonprofit support for us as well. And it, it also stems into sort of government relations. We consistently are trying to engage our municipal, provincial and federal governments to um, just ensure our members' interests are top of mind and we advocate where appropriate. Right. The mental health space, the, the, the youth space that Avery talked about, very, very critical. It's what our, our employees align to. It's what our members want. And we really appreciate and love the support and all the hard work that comes out of the Victoria Hospitals Foundation to, I think, really make a big impact. That's amazing. Um, Avery, what are you hearing from your donors or clients and partners right now, and we're in interesting times, obviously. And you know, there's like we said earlier, there's there's some struggles, but I always see that there's opportunities. But what are you hearing from from your donors, clients, and partners right now? I'm hearing that they want to make an impact. Um, healthcare in general is we're at a challenging time. Uh, we see it provincially, nationally too, um, but we have a community of donors that are always wanting to help. And I think since the pandemic, we've experienced donors asking, what more can I do? Is there, is there something that I can do immediately right now that's going to impact the challenges we're seeing right now? And that feels good. Um, I'm always on the other end of kindness. I'm always answering a phone where a patient has had a great experience in the hospital, where somebody wants to give back for the excellent care they received. And that feels really good. So I know not everyone is in a position to just hear positive stories, but I certainly am. And those are the donors and, and the grateful patients that want to give back and the companies that have seen, you know, an employee face a challenge that need to come into the hospital and they want to give back too. So um, I think, I know, I know it's a challenging time. I think economically, we're also dealing with a challenging time. I often reach out to those who can donate in a big way and ask them to do that. I know that not everyone can donate right now. It's, it's, it's a unique position to be in. But um, we're still seeing generosity and support. We're still seeing our community behind our hospitals. You know, our community sees caregivers show up every single day, even when it's really difficult to do so. And that's the message that we continue to share that these caregivers aren't giving up. Please don't give up with them. Interesting. Thank you very much. Um, Kendall, how about from your perspective, what are you hearing from uh, Avery mentioned sort of the financial, you know, struggle that some are, are, are people are facing. What are you hearing from your members? Yeah, I would say, you know, similar vein. We obviously have seen a lot of challenges for our members, for ourselves, for our communities over the past few years. You know, cost of living increases, interest rate, 
increases inflation rising and really when i uh, you know talk to our members it's really left them feeling a little bit overwhelmed to be to be honest with you but you know that financial well-being is really top of mind for us and you know we really want to be there to help them navigate those challenges it's our goal to really have our members be optimistic and confident about their about their future and you know from our perspective what we've been really trying to do is just be good partners with our members as well and we've been keeping the communications lines open with them we've been sitting down and talking with them and finding what those challenges are and, and really helping them plan and and just find ways to 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 get them by and help them out where they need it um Avery, you mentioned obviously the the strength of partnership is important and i'm, I'm curious from you know, if when you're looking at fostering business or relationships between businesses and community organization, like how does that um, effort benefit the community as a whole? Can you speak all that? Because I, I know you must have you know a lot of sort of relationships with other businesses as well. And how, can you speak a little bit about how that benefits the broader community? Yeah, absolutely. I think everyone needs our hospitals, and there isn't one person in our community that won't need a hospital. So. Um, I think what we try to do at the foundation, we do a really good job as we align with companies that share the same values as us, companies that know that their employees or themselves could use the hospital at any given time. Strong hospitals equal strong communities. So um, when an organization understands how they can give back, um, it, that's always a, a great first step. The gift amount is not necessarily what I'm focused on. It's just like 100% participation. On the island here in Victoria, we're not a, a, a corporate hub. We really aren't. You know, we um, we see, you know, Vancouver, Montreal, Toronto, these like large corporations getting behind the hospitals. We we have to do our work a little bit more um, strategically and grassroots, I would say. And even if companies can get behind us with a small gift amount, I think that not only shows our community that, you know, companies are supporting our hospitals, but it shows their employee base. Um, Kendall brought up volunteering. That's a great example. At times, new companies, startup companies, they can't give back financially. But philanthropy is more than just a gift. It's community involvement. And we're really seeking partnerships in those ways, too. Um, you know, a non-for-profit will always have a small team with a big task ahead of them. So if we can band together and be really strong with our community partners and corporate partners, um, we'll be better for it. That's amazing. A small but mighty team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kendall, I, I, you know, I know that there's, uh, and I've seen on your LinkedIn profile when we talked about, you know, your support of local businesses and celebrating local businesses and partnerships and I'm curious you know, along that same line is how do you feel like why do you feel it's so you know it's so important to have strong connection between businesses and community from from your perspective from an island savings perspective? Well, you know, Rob, I mean, really good question. Simply put, I think we're all facing similar challenges and opportunities for that matter. But you know, that old adage that we're always stronger together, I think, is um, is really key here. Uh, from a credit union perspective in general, our mantra is that stronger together. Um, thought process, like we're about co-ops helping co-ops. And I really think those exact same principles, uh, they, they do apply here. So Island Savings, we may not have the resources or the capacity to build out, you know, a robust mental health programming and support network all by ourselves, but 
but it doesn't change the fact that that's a huge priority for our communities. And so in turn, it becomes a really huge priority for us and I think other businesses in, and, and support networks in the area, strong hospitals equal strong communities. And that's why it's like, you know, that's why having a partner like the Victoria Hospitals Foundation is really so, so critical for all of us. I think, I think it's important to have a partnership where trust is really at the center of it. And Avery's talked about it. I think we really do have a, a really trusting partnership. So, you know, we give our time, we give our talent, we maybe provide some monetary support where we can, but as an organization, I also recognize that we also need to step back and give our partners like the small and mighty team at the Victoria Hospitals Foundation, the space and flexibility that they need to really use their expertise um, to achieve what they're trying to achieve. And we, we've seen that happen with Avery and her team, and we know that that has a truly massive impact on the community. That's great. Thank you, um, Avery, I saw on your website, you have a section called Greatest Needs. And I'm curious, can you elaborate mm -hmm. What currently what the greatest needs are for the hospitals and, and how those donations can be utilized for that. And, and I know there's probably lots on the list, but is there a focus right now for you guys? Yeah, thank you for that. Um, Kendall just brought up trust. <laughs> trust <laughs> philanthropy is really the greatest need fund. Um, we are always campaigning for the highest priority need that actually Island Health and our caregivers tell us. It's, it's really important that we're listening to the professionals and not deciding ourselves as a foundation what the most you know urgent need is in the hospitals because we're not there at the bedside with the patients. Right. Um, currently right now, we've got a big equipment campaign that is soon to be launching. We need to fund a suite of imaging needs. So wait times um, come down a little bit and more people, this growing island, like I mentioned, can actually get into the hospitals faster and have a scan that can tell them immediately what is as needed. But outside of, you know, those traditional campaigns, you'll see that greatest need fund on our, our website. And that actually is a donor saying, please initiate my gift and start stewarding it immediately to what the hospital needs right now. Every week, I am, I am being contacted by departments in our hospitals that need something urgently. And when I have that agility, to act now and respond very quickly because our donors have put trust in me and our team that they're making a gift and saying, no strings attached, the most urgent need, please place this where it's needed, that helps. Currently right now, there's, there's a huge focus on caregiver retention, keeping our staff engaged in the hospital, feeling supported. We've done a ton of recognition initiatives that you know was never one of our pillars of giving before, but right. we've realized how much that um, is needed. Education as well, easing that financial burden for nurses, RTs, specialists in the hospitals to upgrade their learning so they can work in the next department and they can continue to accelerate you know, their learning. Robotics and um, innovation are becoming something that we're hearing quite often, you know, pharmaceutical robots. If staffing is down on a unit, what can we do? What technology can we advance so we can actually have um, no care, you know, disturbed? You right. know, we, we, we're seeing technology truly, truly advance in our hospitals. And that's something I love drawing from, but um, there is no shortage of needs. When you support the two largest hospitals on the island that are also the referral centers, um, there's a significant amount of need. So I, I 
thank every single donor in the community that donates to that greatest need, gifts small and large, because it just allows me to respond a lot quicker. Yeah, that's amazing. I think you made a valid, like just at the end, a point that I'd like to expand on is that every little bit helps. Like I, mm -hmm. I know some people are struggling, but every little bit can help. Like, you know, it doesn't have to be a hundred thousand dollar donation. No. It can be 20, 20 bucks there. And, every, and even, like you said, even just helping uh, volunteer, whatever it may be. I think there's so many opportunities for people to give back. And, and I think that's amazing that, you know, then you can take that and kind of do what you need with it, which, which is amazing. So. Mm -hmm. No, thank you. We, Last year, for example, we were stewarding gifts from 5,200 donors. Those 5,200 donors did not give significant gifts, yeah. right. but there are donors. We're very inclusive of our donor base. Like a donor that's giving $100 or $100,000, they're going to get the same amount of love from us. And we know that um, those smaller gifts do add up over time and they help us in a great way. So, you know, to your point, the current economic challenges that we're in, you don't have to give the largest gift you ever want to give. Right. It doesn't have to be your goal this year to, you know, um, you know, expand what you've been doing. Just still keep doing it. Still, still do it in a in an amount that is right for you. And that's a message that we really want to share. It doesn't doesn't have to be what it used to be, or it doesn't have to be what you really want it to be. It just has to be something because we'll move the needle together if if we can retain those gifts. That's great. Thank you for that, um, Kendall. I'm I'm curious a little bit of us sidetrack, but I know that community is important to yourself, community is important to Island Savings, and I see that you've had a background, you, you, you've got, you've been involved a lot in community sports through football. Mm -hmm. um, I'm curious about, and we talked a little bit about mental health, can you, can you talk a little bit about how like, community sports and activities like that contribute to the well-being of a community? Because I think that's another aspect of this. I know we talked a little bit about mental health, and I think, you know, it starts, you know, at youth at that young age as well. Can you speak a little bit about that? Yeah, for sure, Rob. I, I, you're right. I've always had a bit of a background in uh, in community sport and, and coaching, and, and I got into that uh, as my kids were growing up and getting involved. And, and my wife and I made a conscious decision to make sure that we did expose our our children to all sort of different sports, and uh, we knew they would kind of latch on to one and, and carry on with that. But it, but it was important. Like when when you think about a community and all the challenges that that come out of a community. Um, and wanting a community to thrive, there are so many aspects to that. And, and I think that sports is one of those. It's a release, it's a, it's a way for people to uh, to get together as a group and to have some success and have some fun. I think the same thing in terms of arts and culture, like right. there's all these different aspects of, of, of entertainment or things you may do in your spare time or, or even competition, they all tie into um, a person's well-being, a sense of belonging, I think, is really key there, and right. and it also helps to sort of teach teach our youth, you know, how to interact and how to how to deal with adversity. So, um, I'm not sure if I'm totally answering your question there, but to me, that, that those are all part of of how we as an individual really um, find that confidence and find that optimism to to go forward in life. And it makes a community whole. All these little Absolutely. things. That's what I think is why it's so important as well. So Absolutely. interesting. Um, Avery, um, we talked about sort of, you know, tough times people are going through now. And sometimes when uh, this is happening, support community support takes a backseat sometimes. And if you just had one thing to encourage people to give back to their community, whether it be financial or through volunteerism, what would it be? What's the one thing you'd like to leave and let people know that? And I think you've touched on a little bit, but you can expand on sort of, you know, what's the one thing you'd love to, to leave with them? 
don't give up. <laughs> don't give up on the hospitals because they're not giving up on you and the caregivers every single day are showing up and offering care under really stressful times. And um, they need our support and they feel our support. So um, thank you for just continuing to be that bright light that keeps everything shining when times are dark. Amazing. Thank you. Kendall, what's the one thing you could say to anyone listening to encourage them to maybe just keep giving back to their community? Yeah, I guess uh, simply put, community can just never take a backseat in my mind. It just flows into everything we do and who we are. Um, I think when we look back and reflect on some of the challenges our members are talking about from a financial perspective that they've been facing recently, when you think about all those issues, they have a direct correlation to some of the causes that um, we're seeing out there and some of the causes we're passionate about, food insecurity as an example, or, or mental health challenges. Those are really two prime examples. So I think I would just say that during tough times, it's really when our community needs us most. It's when the hospital foundation needs us most. So I would just encourage organizations or or members of the community just to find ways to help. We talked about that earlier. It doesn't matter how big or small it is. It doesn't have to be monetary. It can be volunteerism, just to do what you can. The other thing I just want to add, Rob, is there's another side to that coin. And I think when you are finding yourself in a position of need, it's really important to get a little, to get more comfortable reaching out to some of the amazing supports that are, that are in our community. There's a lot of really great associations and supports like the Hospice Foundation that are there they exist to help you out. They exist to help our community out. So I guess that would be another message I would leave in, in times of need. Those are all great messages. So uh, thank you for sharing those for sure uh, so much. And last question for both of you, um, maybe we'll start uh, Avery with you and then uh, Kendall end with you is that with all the challenges we're seeing now, you're gonna grab your crystal ball. How do you envision the future of Victoria in terms of like business growth and community health? And I know it's it's a big ask, but where, where, where do you see sort of the, the future? I see the future in a really strong way, in a positive light. I see that um, people are going to receive the care that they need at our hospitals. I see more individuals learning about what the hospital foundation does. You know, in simplified terms, Canadians know that healthcare is free, but it can be a lot better if we also donate. So um, we're going to just hope that we continue to spread a really positive message. And, you know, this podcast is a great example. Thank you for this opportunity. I hope one person listens to this and realizes what they can do, you know, to support the hospital's foundation or one business sees this and, and, and learns of the dynamic partnership we've created with Island Savings and wants to give back as well um, through a really strategic avenue. So um, the future is bright. I really do believe that. I think that the time that we're in is temporary and that um, we're going to continue to grow our donor family so they can give back and our hospitals can really be strong. We're, we're a mighty island. We don't have <laughs> what some big cities do. But I hope we can one day. I hope people don't have to leave this island for care. And that's that's a personal goal of mine. And now that I've officially said it live, it's out there. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully we can make that happen. You put it out to the universe. That's where it yeah. starts. Love it. Thank Thanks, you. Rob. How about you, Kendall? Um, how do you envision the future of uh, Victoria in terms of uh, business growth, community health, and numbers? Yeah, yeah, I am really, really optimistic, Rob. Like, it's been an amazing experience for me to come back to the island over the last 40 years. 
and, and the amount of connections that I've been able to make and with people like Avery and, and other, it really restores my faith in sort of all that's good. And we've had some challenging times and some challenging messages have been out there. But every day that I'm out interacting with our members, with our centers of influence in our community, I really am, um, you know, heightened and I feel very, very confident that we are in a point of time, as Avery said. It is just that. It's a point in time. And I'm, I'm very optimistic that we've got a lot of great people that are doing a lot of great things, both in the business community and in philanthropy and in healthcare. So, Rob, nothing but optimism for me. Well, I love it. Both of you, I love that the message is optimism and going forward because I'm a glass half full person and, and I think that's the best way to look at things, right? I think every challenge is an opportunity. So um, thank you both for taking the time to join on this first episode of Business Matters Victoria. So thank you so much thank and, you. Uh, um, for joining and sharing. I'd love to hear the, um, you know, the optimism and I love that that's such a great partnership between your two organizations. And I think there's so much value to the members, the donors, the clients, the partners, and and and, and most importantly, the community as a whole. I really do. I think it's, it, there's there needs to be more partnerships like this. You guys are truly are uh, partnerships at its core, and I love that. So thank you so much for spending some time with us today. Thank you, Rob. Yeah. Great thank to see you, Avery. You too, Kendall. Well, Talk to you soon. Thank you, okay. everyone else. Have a great rest of your day, and uh, thank you for tuning into Business Matters. We would like to thank our sponsor, Island Savings. Island Savings, a division of member-owned cooperative First West Credit Union, provides banking, borrowing, and investment services for residents and businesses across Vancouver Island and the Southern Gulf Islands. Island Savings brings innovative products, an extensive branch network, and local decision-making to the banking experience. 